Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. And welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show that takes unsolved true mysteries and cocktails, shakes them up together in a shaker, and pours it directly into your ears. Uh, with me, as always, it's the fantastic Suze Kemmer. Hey, Masood, huh? Oh, and the amazing Chris Stokes. Stephanie Dawn. Stephanie Dawn! And I'm Sue Miles. Just gone. Hello, how are you guys? Good. Right. Yeah. Good, thanks. What, since I last saw you? It's been a while. It's our second record of the night. That's right. You can tell because uh, if you are on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash mystery on the rocks, you can watch these episodes now. Yes. And that means that you will see that we are all wearing the same outfits. Yes, the same clothes. <laughs> not for a month not. in a row. Spring break. Nope. <laughs> Spring break. Uh, Susan's come as Lara Croft. It's a... <laughs> You've worn that before, and I've gone. That's exactly like that's Lara Croft's top <laughs> with the tank, uh, the tank yeah. controls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that gorilla thing you put in our in the chat. That was so funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Low poly animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, low poly animals is such a funny sight. It's Have you so seen good. the Daytona Grand Prix seagull? No. <laughs> it's just like a white, a white vaguely three D V, and it's creepy. It's like going. Oh. There's no face, it's just like... My favourite is when they have racing games and they have the crowd are just like 2D cutouts. And they're just yes. like... And sometimes, Who? some games, they jump up and down, they go like... <laughs> was it go. you guys I was talking to where we were talking about... Who was I with when we were talking about um, crowds on... No, it was with my Americans. We were talking about 16-bit crowds and you just see them looping. Like, oh, yeah. <sighs> and you're like, there's that one again. There's that that, one. Oh, it's that... Yeah, they've just... It was, yeah, we were talking about that. <laughs> Sports games were great, weren't they? Oh, but but when they were a little bit unrealistic. Yes, like, I don't like. I, I've or said, they had like one element that was realistic. Yeah, I, I feel like I've that said was... this before, where it's like um, FIFA games. It used to be like, oh, you need that little circle, circle underneath the yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they do that now when they do replays. Yeah. Yes. So like, it used to be that. Uh, FIFA games would try and replicate watching football on TV. Yeah, and now football now on TV replicates the other way around. FIFA it's games, fucking mad. Nuts. I do miss that the little little fucking circle. Oh, there it is, little circle uh, on the yeah, guy. Yeah, it's yeah. So good. What about FIFA '94 on the Mega Drive? When you scored a goal, you could hold down one button and it would go goal. Oh yeah, you had to time it right, didn't you? Well, no, it just was when you scored. You hold that down, and as long as you were holding it down, it'd be going. Oh, amazing! And then you let go. Oh. There was a um, uh, there was a Formula One game that Murray Walker 
actually did the Murray Walker and Martin oh. Brundle and only things Martin Brundle would say were yes Murray this young man really is a superlative driver <laughs> and that would happen like on a loop it was song. Formula 197 did you have that as well then yeah why did you have that game uh, I don't know oh I know why because Formula 1 was like a, a ritual on a Sunday oh, afternoon really? in, in the house yeah. oh, okay. so then um, when we got PS One, yeah. yeah. Not that it was called that then; it was just called PlayStation. PSX. Yeah. But when we had, uh, yeah. when we had that, yeah, yeah, the uh, uh, got a Formula One game because oh, then great. it was like. I remember we got World. Was it World Cup ninety eight? Yeah, World Cup. It was FIFA ninety eight, which I think had World Cup. What was the World Cup in that? Yeah, France ninety eight. Yeah, it was ninety eight, yeah. and then they had the Chumbawamba as a theme song. Yes, and and. Uh, and the oh, song too so that good. was on the uh, if you paused FIFA 98 yeah. it was like I got my head shaved but it had the whole song and I used to oh. sometimes pause it just listen to the whole song because yeah. Yeah. I remember that one had two I don't remember the actual names uh, I think it was like Des, Des Lynam or something like that Lynam yeah. yeah yeah was one was one of the commentators is he dead? no Ooh, no he's he not he retired oh. he just came down for like three weeks did he? <laughs> he was just like I don't like it. It's over to you. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was the first replacement for Richard Whiteley. And Maybe. He didn't last very long, and then it became Des O'Connor. <gasps> Des O'Connor's definitely dead. dead. He's dead. Maybe that's where Des Lynham left. Um, Des Lynham is 80 later this year. Oh, that was so younger one. than I thought, actually. He yeah. retired. Let me find out when he retired. Maybe he's like, you know, Gene Hackman retired from acting. And he's yeah. 90, like 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And people were like, oh, how is he? And then they finally, about a year ago, they were like, do you want to know Gene Hackman lives his life? And it's just him like cycling around the village where he lives. He's having the best time yeah. ever. Yeah. He's having a great old time. We watched, oh shit, we watched like a great 90s thriller with Gene Hackman in it. Gene Hackman and, is it Runaway Jury? With um, fucking... Runaway Jury? <laughs> it's a jury on a train like, what? Uh, the rural juror. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, uh, what is it? Uh, John Cusack. Oh, no. and... I've just... heard of Runaway Jury. Yeah. I in 2013, was... Lynham endorsed UKIP, revealing that he voted for the party in local elections that year. Okay, forget Forget him. He's gone. Oh, God. Is it Runaway Drew? I'm just going to quickly check if it is Runaway, um, runaway Drew. Shall I get a drink on the go? Oh, yeah, yes, go come on, yeah, make yeah. us a drink, Chris. Last week, obviously, we'd had we'd just had a Thai dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Our... <laughs> oh, still full. Uh, oh, my. And we had our uh, cocktails from there. This time, as with subsequent episodes, we're going to be making them. Yes. Um, but this is the first time we're together for a, a, a long time. So occasionally we'll have made a cocktail on an episode. Yeah. And want to try the other one. Like, That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, right, yeah, yeah. So this is one that you said you both wanted to I try. I really wanted to try this one. Um, so I made some, again, uh, rhubarb and rosemary shrub. Oh, so this is going to be, we're going to make rosemary's toddler. I like this. <laughs> That's good. I've been looking forward to trying this cocktail. Uh, yeah. So what you need is... Um, Oh, Suze, it's right there. Could you pass you me on a... The gin. Uh, the gin. Oh, and that as well. You want that oh, as well? There was a spice gin. It's a spice yes. gin. Oh, I see. Oh, oh yeah, so um, Gene Hackman, yeah, Runaway Jury, and he's uh, is like in classic 90s thing where they're like, basically they have this court case and he's um, trying to uh, set it up because basically he he picks the jury to make sure that they the case goes in favour of the client. I see. So the client has bought him to make a jury so that they win the case, essentially. Right. But he's in that classic Gene Hackman kind of like, I want that man on my jury. <laughs> that ah, kind of yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's such a classic. It's it's actually early 2000s, not 90s, as I previously Yeah, thought. but it can have, like, 
90s energy. Yes. And that's it must have been one nice. of his very last films. Yeah, 2003. Because Heartbreakers is 2001. Oh, Royal Tenenbaums is 2001. 2001. Is it? Yeah. yeah. That's a money. I his love life. Royal Tenenbaums so much. It's in my it. top 10 films of all time. Masood, wow. you've got to see it. I Genuinely. It. I, I only it saw it like 20 years ago when it came out. But I oh, seen it, so. we should oh. all watch Royal um, Tenenbaums. Yeah. So that's it's the sort of thing they show at the Prince So that's the gin. Yeah. There's two ounces of gin. Uh, and then it's one ounce of the uh, <laughs> rhubarb <laughs> and uh, rhubarb and rosemary shrub, yeah. Oh, wow. Very nice. Hello. You've made this yourself. What's that? You've made this yourself. You have no hair on your hands. I know. I'm a very hairless <laughs> man. That's not hair. true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you said your face. Oh, yeah. State mm. of it. I've got more hair on my hands than a suit. Look. I'm very, very... I've got a tiny oh, you got bit a little there, bit there. A little bit there. Aww. Like and, a little baby. And then also, yes. the, la- the last time I made this was just simple syrup, but I've actually made rhubarb and rosemary syrup this time. Which yeah, I think that looks fucking delicious. So we're going to have a couple of dashes of rhubarb and hibiscus. Ooh. Hello, Bitter Union, which is what our podcast is called. <laughs> hey, hey. It's not uh, true. Citation needed, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've put a lot in there because obviously I'm tripling up. Yes. Normally you only need two dashes. I'm tripping each. balls. <laughs> Do you want to smell Ooh, before yeah, I shake? Smell. Hello. <laughs> yes, please. Do you, want to, do you want to sniff before I shake? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, baby. That yeah, that's nice. good. Yeah, that's good. Real nice. That smells real good, baby. <laughs> Masood, do you want to do the honours? Oh. Oh. He does. Or not? Yeah. No, you do it. This you're in the. You're, no. It's my drink, but you're in the. Masood's shy. But you're in the. You're hands. in the middle. Oh, all right then. I'm just and also, like, he's better at it than I am, surely. Yeah. There's rhythm there that I just can't have. <laughs> but then, occasionally, I lose it and I have to get it back. Oh, do you sometimes like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm like, start, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Hang on, I just got Yeah, you got to measure first. it equally. Oh, don't be a fanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at it. Okay. It looks great, Chris. Tell them how you make a shrub. A shrub. So that is, um... Which you can use to make mocktails, right? Because there's no alcohol, but yeah. it's so it's like you take a vinegar and so like rhubarb, like you'd like rhubarb and vinegar essentially and you kind of like heat it up gently with some sugar. Is it? You did it with sugar? So, so far, so jam. So my, um, that's not how I made this oh, shrub. Did, oh, how did you do This it? shrub, uh, it was quite convoluted. Uh, I had to, you pulse the rhubarb and the rosemary and the sugar in a blender. Yeah. And then you leave it for 48 hours. Oh, so you left that part for ages. Okay. Yeah, and then you strain off the juice. Yeah. And yeah. then you mix the juice with the vinegar. Oh, because I just put it all together in oh. in a thing. I think that's how I did one right. of them. Yeah, but that's how I did okay. one A shrub. But yeah, essentially it's... So this is Rosemary's Toddler. Rosemary's Toddler. I hope you like it. Cheers, kids. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, that's very nice. I do like it. Wow. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. That's really yum, nice. Yum, 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 yum. Essentially it's... it's uh, vinegar, sugar, and the shrub kind of ingredient of your choice. But right. yeah, I think blending it probably makes a lot more sense. <laughs> okay. And then straight, and then like leaving that for a while, and then do you heat up the vinegar then? Because like heating it up is obviously how you make the syrup. Yeah. 
But what does the vinegar do when you heat it? Is that? I think maybe I'm thinking of something else actually. I think because I remember leaving it in my. This was also the time when I was uh, fermenting a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, and when so you I, were doing your dad hobby. I was yeah, exactly. Make, making making plum leather. Making and so I plum leather and so I was there was a lot there's a lot of crossover in in that time where I'm like I was leaving a lot of things in vacuum sealed bags and not remembering what they were. Um, <laughs> like, oh, is that a dead brown. snail? Is there like, like brown and gloopy? <laughs> I don't know. And open it up is. and be like, "Fuck!" Me. Oh Jesus Christ, that was a turd. And this, <laughs> that was just a turd. I, yeah, Curly I got really boom boom. It's like, <laughs> this one's for the. Floor. I got really drunk, shat in a vacuum sealable bag, and then just vacuum sealed it. You're like Sarah, all fun is fun. This will be a really good prank on whoever finds this. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't meant to be me. <laughs> Rosemary uh, shrub, eh? Oh, I pranked myself. I hate this. <laughs> This is oh really my god, nice, oh my god. It's slightly different from when I made it before, and I think that's because I've it, like there's more rhubarb in it. It's nice. But that's really nice. It doesn't that's not don't let that be a stranger, it's really good. Don't let that be a stranger. Don't, don't let that rhubarb be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. Never can say goodbye, boy. Yeah, I do I I, I, I am enjoying it a second time, yeah. It is really nice. Mm. I'm um, enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. Thanks us. for joining us. <laughs> if you want to join us to watch, watch yes. us on Patreon. Yes, that's right. Patreon.com slash Mystery on the Rocks. You can find, well, this, all sorts of amazing content, including getting all of these videos. Get the videos. Uh, you also get the episodes early. Yes. Episodes right. early. Second tier, you get uh, outtakes, outtakes that you're not going to get on the regular Bonus podcast. episodes. Bonus episodes. Bonus episodes. Crossword, I'm going to make this happen. And then on the top tier, you. Get fucking stuff. Yeah. T-shirt, mug. Mug. Poster, hoodie. Hoodie. Fucking all that. Uh, yes, so do do join that. Yeah, and you, you join us in our Geopolitics War and Espionage season. Yes. Welcome. Last week we did The Lost Cosmonauts. Mm-hmm. We're now in Where the 60s, cool? by the way. Oh. Welcome to the 60s. Oh, 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 oh. Go, 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 go. Name that musical. Uh... Hairspray? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh my god. Wow. Look at this boy. Wow. Pretending you don't know. You're going to say it. Hairspray? In his head he was going, don't say it too quick. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Just stall. Just. <laughs> oh my. What have you got for us today, Chris? We're in the 60s. Yes. We're, 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 we're deep into the Cold War. Today is the Cuban Missile Crisis. Wow. There's a lot happening. We got Here the space race happening. We got the Cuban, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, oh this is a big one. boy! This is a big one. Which, I think Reagan's around for this. He's not president. No, he's not president. But he's, he's like, like he's like circling the drain of toxic presidential power. By that point, <laughs> it's a good question. By that point, had he given up acting? I think so. I think he had, yeah. I think he had Shall I look on, it up on yeah, my phone? You do it. On yeah, presidency. You do it. <laughs> yeah, you do it. What year is it? The Cuban Missile Crisis. I'm just going to tell you the Cuban Missile Crisis. If you, the official date mm. is 13 days within 1962. However, wow. it feels like it lasted for a long time. Uh, yeah. But I guess like the threat of nuclear annihilation ain't going to... It's, always, it's, disa- ever, like, it's yeah. ever present in all of the Cold War. But these 13 days well, were like the... As I understand it, wasn't it because um, there was a chance that a Russian... Missile base could have been stationed in Cuba, which was like yes, yeah, that so basically that's yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. basically, it's like right nukes on our doorstep. Mm. Who's the actor in 
the film with Kevin Costner who always plays that character. Like he basically, I think he plays Kennedy's brother, but he's not, uh, oh fuck, I have to find it. But yeah, um, he, I, I just, for some reason I'm just thinking of that, that actor. <laughs> What fun just to say? Thirteen Days, yeah, the two thousand film, which is based the film Thirteen Days, which is based on those specific. Yeah, films. Oh, really? Days. Yeah, sixteenth and 29th of October, nineteen sixty-two. No, or I forget it. Nothing's coming up. No, I thought he was around, going like, I've got an opinion. Stephen will, will, will. Oh yeah, he always plays a political person in fucking everything. Um, yes, so. Arm, uh, Have I got that right? It was that um, uh, it was basically Russians were, could have had some of their nukes on Cuba, which yes. was like dangerously close. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. it was like, that, that's what they were worried about. So it became like it wasn't just America, and it became an international crisis. Yes, uh, because American deployments of missiles in Italy and Turkey were matched by Soviet deployments of similar ballistic missiles in Cuba. So this this also does kind of lead into the space race thing on a. On a partial level, because basically what's happening now is like Russia, both Russia and America are like, you know, sizing up their, they're building up their nuclear yeah. Yeah. Uh, arsenals. And this this period of the Cuba Missile Crisis is still, to this day, considered to be the closest the world came to nuclear. Yeah. Nuclear. Yeah. Which is fucked up. That's nuts. Hey, P.S. I'll the Doomsday it. Clock was around by this point, wasn't it? Was it? I think it was, yeah. Was it? Or was it, was it, was it created after this? Mm. I guess I'll have to look it up because I think it's fascinating. I find the idea of a doomsday clock a bit chilling. We are very close to doomsday. Aren't I know. We? Yeah, it's like because yeah, like, I like it really. Up. Actually, you know when um, you know when a kid is sort of like wanting to win a race. Yeah. And they go, okay, we're going three, one, two, two and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Two and three quarters. Yeah. And like they draw that out. The doomsday clock seems to be doing that, whereby it's one minute to midnight. Yeah. It's now 30 seconds to midnight. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No. yeah I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah. fucked, aren't we? Uh, anyway, maintained since 1947. Yeah, so... Oh. Uh, I mean, the clock is a metaphor. So it was after... Yeah, it was. The clock's yeah. original setting in 1947 was seven minutes to midnight. It's been set backward eight times. That's good. <laughs> forward 16 times. Ah, shit. For a total of 24. The farthest from midnight being 17 minutes in 1991. The nearest <sighs> being 100 seconds from 2020 to the yes, present. I know. Oh, oh we're wow. a minute and a half plus 10 seconds away from midnight. Can we go back to 1991? I felt like I, I loved quite it. <laughs> What was happening in 1991? The dissolution uh, Cape of the Soviet Fear. Union. Oh, Cape Fear. Oh, it went to yeah. 17 minutes. And Scorsese's Cape Fear. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's me in every cinema. Yeah. <laughs> Watching a fucking violent film, yeah. <laughs> I understand he's mentally deranged and it's funny, but does he have to smoke? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> no, what's your problem, Charles? Scorsese's a funny fuck, man. Um, We're glossing over a little bit, which is that um, Sue says the closest the Doomsday Clock has been to midnight is currently. Is now. <laughs> uh, and Aww. the Cuban Missile Crisis <laughs> was, happened while the Doomsday Clock was a thing. Uh, when <sighs> it went that, then it was two minutes to midnight. My phone told me. But I think I think also the context of the closer to midnight changes period <laughs> according to the period it's in. Like at yeah. that time, two minutes to midnight still seems like I mean that's only 20 seconds away from where it is right now yeah so it's like that's still pretty fucking close yeah but that's um, easier to fix isn't it climate change it yeah no, yeah. no, no, no a... oh god what the fuck uh, are we gonna do <laughs> yeah, we're fine. oh Jesus no it's it, um, 
Let's keep podcasting. <laughs> it's, uh, I keep. I definitely have the uh, possibly unhealthy thing notion of just like, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's like the I majority know, of my life. Sometimes I'm like, you know why? Sometimes... It's because you've got a kid. Ah, you and have you to want think her it's to grow up. Fine. That's yeah. true. Me and Sue's are like. <laughs> I've got no kids. Absolutely no prospect. Like, if I don't get pregnant in the next six months, we're fucked <laughs> for kids. I'll we. stop. I'll um, I was going to say, like, if we mm. don't get, if you don't get pregnant in the next six months, mankind is doomed. <sighs> so I'm going to go out and do it now. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> oh, oh man. I don't success. <laughs> uh, and so we're close to two minutes to midnight. Well. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if we, we are talking like not just war, which is what we're in, Cold War, mm. um, geopolitics as well. Mm. I mean, this is like physical geography, like the proximity of Cuba to the United States. Yes. Oh. Then, then, then what, a, what an escalation. Because Fucking at out. the time, the range of nuclear weapons was not as far, obviously, as, as it is now. No. no. So you had to start like making, claiming that you had... A and place to launch is like that's a big fucking move. Oh. That's slapping your dick on the table, and being like, "Go!" Like, yeah. like well, exactly. one of those gel wrist rests for. My- <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and with um, did he bring the rest with him? He brought the rest he with him. He brought the rest with him. With Fat Man and Little Boy <laughs> dropping on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, like people saw uh, the devastation reached reached by yes. um, mm. nuclear weapons, and then that was 1945. Fifteen years later, they're going like, ah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's not that long. It's like time? 2005. Five time, now. gentlemen. Yeah. Whoa. It's like, no, it's like 2007 to now. No, because it was, uh, this is 1962. 1962! All right. Yeah. 2005 to now. So it's uh, the first series of extras. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's Daniel Craig's announcement as James Bond. Whoa. Oh! Cut that, cut that, cut that. The suit's like, don't worry. This people will be watching this going, why is this episode three minutes long? <laughs> <laughs> they barely mentioned the mystery. Um, but there isn't one. It's just, a, it's just you have to, you have to do the Cuban Missile Crisis. Sure. If you chart in the Cold War. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and do you know what? I don't know enough about it. I don't know about these twelve days. I thought the Cuban Missile Crisis was 13. just in... thirteen. <laughs> sorry. Oh my god. On the well, the thirteenth day was like they just had a bit of a party. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Like day thirteen, they were like, eh, day fourteen. Nah, we're all right. You know what? It's yeah, we're not gonna fucking bomb it. It's fine. They chilled on the thirteenth. <laughs> chilled on Sunday. Find the missiles on I, the <laughs> I find it like an interesting parallel, especially as like we were just flippant and said, "Oh, the doomsday clock is no closer than to midnight than it's ever been." Yeah, including <sighs> this. Yeah, this is. I know you said that the threat of nuclear war loomed over the Cold War as a whole, mm. and it did up until this point. Yeah, but this is when I think it really kicked in because when it got that close, yeah. and people thought this is what's going to happen. Yeah, that's why schools got given drills. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Duck and cover. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah, then with the generation that grew up in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and they were told you know we lived under the threat of nuclear war and now like younger people got frightened about the escalation of Ukraine yeah yes and Russia yeah and then they were like, they were like well it, well it leads to nuclear war you know and certainly there was one what was it I think you said it Suze, there was uh, there was somebody an expert that said oh yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's likely. Yeah. But it's not impossible. Yeah, yes. don't, don't dismiss it yeah. out of hand because and, um, it's not impossible. Yeah. Yes. So if somebody heard that happening and they'd never, this is the closest we've come to nuclear war in their lifetime, the idea that people that lived through the 60s and the 70s and the 80s not understanding that blows my mind. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Rather than going, 
oh, yeah, no, we had this, we remember it. It'll be all right, don't worry. Yeah. Instead of that, it's like, well, we did. We, yeah. It, was, oh, yeah, it was worse when we were yes. around. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like... And I'm not saying that I think that nuclear war is going to happen and I'm worried about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm worried about it as a concept, but like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not. I don't think it's going to happen and I'm not sitting here frightened that the nukes are going to start dropping. No. But the people that are, the people that lived through this in the past yeah. should have some sympathy. Rather. Well, yeah, I think, you know, absolutely, yeah. It's, it's, it is... Yeah, that always really winds me up because it's just like, well, well, like you're it's, just the, like, well, it's exactly we? the same energy as we used to find our porn in hedges. It's like, yeah, and what a horrible time that was. Don't you want to be able to have it at your fucking fingertips? Absolutely. Than, well, those just, of you, yeah. those of you that said we had to find porn in hedges, you've fucking watched porn online. Yeah, yeah you and have. Don't you probably lie. haven't even paid for it. You filthy little yes. thieves. Plenty of websites. <laughs> And you didn't pay for that fucking porn in the hedge either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Stole no. it from a fucking shrub. You've never yeah. paid for porn, you dirty bastard. You disgust me. <laughs> you filthy pigs. You disgust me. Um, disgusting pigs. Eh. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I learned about the human missile crisis as a as a thing mm. from Red Dwarf. Really? Oh, from the Kennedy episode. Yeah. Amazing. I think that might have been that might have been actually that might have been the first. And time what I, I really liked about that, that episode is very smart, and I wish it was funnier. I said yeah, what I, I know. Said. A lot of people don't like that episode. I said what I said. And I don't feel the, like it's I Red th- Dwarf. I think it would have made an amazing like a special. Weird film. Yeah, I, I actually, I actually. You're right. It's not funny all the way through, but there are some fucking really classic. I think it's clever as hell. Like no, like the, the, the laugh that people get when they realise they're sending Kennedy back in time to shoot himself. Yeah. yeah. Like that. That that is drip fed in the scripts and the scenes yeah. so well. Yes. That it does I th- actually. I get honestly, like a, I think it's masterfully written. And I think they could have done an hour and a half. Yeah. That was, should have been the red. And then there's movie. another bit as well where because Crichton's lost his. That they've switched heads, so he's got no yeah. protocol. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's got no uh, protocol commands. And so he's like, go and find us some food. And he, he brings them the dead guy that they found out. Oh, yeah. Yes. They have no idea that they're eating the dead guy. Who's playing Kennedy in that? Uh, a guy called John or Michael Shannon, I think. Is it Michael Shannon? No, it's not, no, not Michael. 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 I was like, that's amazing. Oh, right. But he's a good Kennedy, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Yes, he is. <laughs> you want me to assassinate myself? <laughs> that is so good. But yeah, because in that, there's the alternate history of what happened. Because Kennedy escapes... They save Kennedy by accident. Yes. Yeah. By knocking 
Harvey Oswald out the window. Yes. And then they keep copying themselves in the building because they keep trying to go back oh, yes. and stop it again. Yeah. Oh That's my god, right. yeah, it's yeah. such genius sky sci-fi. And they end up they, they end up on each floor at once. Like mm. they, they we can't go back down to the seventh because we're on the third now. We need a second government over there. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's, that is... Yeah. Oh, god, um, but good. in that, the alternate history kind of makes sense because Kennedy was still around. His affairs were exposed. Yeah. He was impeached. Yes. And then he was sent to prison because he shared a mistress with Sam Giancana. Yeah. <laughs> so that all of this yeah. comes to light. J. Edgar Hoover becomes president, and oh. he kind of like oh, God, allows good. allows the uh, the installation so of the Russian missile base. So good. Oh, it's so yeah. good. I wish it was funny. And they go back to um, Dallas, and like everyone's dead. Is that because like a nuke went off in? No, oh. um, no, they fled the city. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so yeah. major cities on that. Anyone? On a little bit of yes, please. Toasted, oh. toasted pineapple spiced rum. Yes. I like that we're having chasers in this episode. This is good, yeah. When we were all together in the studio, we used to have two cocktails. And now we're having one cocktail and, and a chaser. Just a drink. Sometimes yeah. I'd have a third. <laughs> no, I remember that episode quite vividly. Because um, I think that was one of the... Among one of the first... Not first, but among the very few episodes of Red Dwarf I'd seen. But then also one of the first things I found about the Missile Crisis as well. So Yeah. Um, I, they, yeah. I, when I say I learned about it from Red Dwarf, like... It was appointment telly. Also, yeah. that was the first episode of Series 7 of Red Dwarf. It hadn't been on for four years. That's it. So, I was oh. waiting for that for, for like an eternity. And because, even though... Yeah, and you were like... Because I'm like, young, You were so... like eight until 12. Yeah. Right? That's, that's, that's a long, long, long That's a long old time. We yeah. are now a Red Dwarf stand podcast. I feel like we've definitely evolved. But we miss our prizes, It's baby. so gently we've evolved yeah. into that. I can't meet and tighten. There's no place in the whole Cuban Missile Crisis. How delicious. Not re- yes. It's lovely. No real mystery there. Yeah. But it's too big a thing to ignore when you're doing mm. the... Um... It happened, kids. Two minutes to midnight. So what... So, yeah. So Russia basically like goes, right, they throw their they throw their dicks on the table and go, right, we're putting a, we're putting yeah. a base down in... Uh, yeah. Down in Yoli, Cuba. And America's like, we, we, don't, we don't like that. Let's go back to something that Masood said a little bit earlier. In response to the presence of American missiles in... Italy and Turkey, mm-hmm. which is close-ish. Close to it's closer to Russia than the states. Yeah, yes. and it's across the Atlantic, same landmass, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, in response to that, Khrushchev agreed to Cuba's request to place nuclear missiles on the island to deter a future invasion. So that's what I meant about the proximity of Russian missiles. Yes, to the states. Right. Obviously, caused. Panic. Yeah, um, well, I feel like uh, Castro's is like, yeah, it'll piss them off. Yeah, sure. yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, no, the agreement was reached during a secret meeting between Castro and Khrushchev. Yeah, uh, in July 1962, and then they actually started building the missile facilities that summer. Shit. So then it, it's, it's in October that the missile crisis. Um, so they have a secret meeting, Khrushchev and Castro, and they're yeah, like, yeah, that time, bring it down. They build the base. <clears throat> at the time, uh, U.S. state elections, uh, the elections were underway. And the White House denied charges for months that it was ignoring dangerous Soviet missiles only 90 miles from Florida. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, yeah. And if it's under 100 miles, it make, it's evocative. You know what it's like when you're under 100 miles from your destination. It's you're 100 like, miles uh, to Leicester. Wow. That's not far. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the missile preparations, they were um, confirmed when uh, a spy plane uh, produced clear photographic evidence 
of uh, ballistic missile facilities on Cuba. Right. So uh, this was reported to Kennedy, who was president by this point. Yeah. Uh, he convened a meeting of nine members of the National Security Council, five other key advisors, in a group that became known as the Executive Committee of the National Security Council, XCOM. XCOM. Hello. During this meeting, he was originally advised to carry out an airstrike on Cuban soil. He was advised oh, to. Shit. In order to compromise Soviet missile supplies. That's a uh, fucking follow, Followed by an invasion of Cuba. Oh, Bloody Jesus hell. Christ. Overkill much. Yeah. Literally. That is fucking insane. Uh, after careful consideration, Kennedy chose a less aggressive course of action in order to avoid a declaration of war. I uh, yeah. instead will uh, bang my mistress. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somebody get me uh, <laughs> Marilyn. Where is she? So after she's in the meeting, sir. She's writing her little red notebook. <laughs> so after consultation, uh, he ordered a naval quarantine to mm-hmm. prevent further missiles from reaching Cuba. And by using the term quarantine, this is why I guess Kennedy was a good statesman. Oh, okay. Uh, or could have grown into uh, be a brilliant one. Rather, he used the word quarantine rather than blockade. Oh, so he meant blockade. Well, a blockade is an act of war by legal definition. Oh, right, shit. okay. By using the term quarantine, Fuck. he basically just sidestepped declaring war by choosing a different word. Holy Jesus. shit, man. <coughs> Christ. I think we'll... Uh, he call... was good, wasn't he? Yeah. He was Many flaws, obviously, yeah. as a human, but and I so, think yeah, Kennedy was pretty good. The US was then able to avoid the implications of war. Right. And then it announced <laughs> it would not permit offensive weapons to be delivered to Cuba and demanded that the weapons already in Cuba be dismantled and returned to the Soviet Union. There were tense negotiations, which is why this crisis happened. Sure. Uh, mm. An agreement was reached between Kennedy and Khrushchev. Publicly, the Soviets would dismantle their offensive weapons uh, in Cuba, return to the Soviet Union, <laughs> yeah. subject to UN... <coughs> just dismantle these offensive I mean, that one looks like a dick. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> just come on. It's what do you call that one? Big boy. Uh... <laughs> 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 Do you know what came out in 1962? Dr. Strangelove. Hey! Oh, yeah. um, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. <laughs> That's a good line. It is a good line. I, did George C. Scott really dislike <clears throat> the film? Because I feel like it is such a brilliant performance from him. That's it. He. This is like when people say, oh, Jeremy Strong doesn't see Kendall as a funny character. Therefore, he's not being... He thinks he's serious as Kendall. Like, yeah, like no, no. No, no, he takes the character seriously. Yes. The same as the character takes himself seriously. He knows when he's being funny. Yeah. He has to. L to the OG wouldn't work. Oh, my Absolutely. God. Absolutely, he has he's to. He's not doing that. that going, this is actually good. No. Jeremy Strong's not a fucking idiot. He knows. <laughs> totally, you're right. Yeah, so I think it's like, George, he's got new, and he's like, yeah. Family therapy. <laughs> like, there's no way he's doing that. The, like, yeah. the, his opening as Kendall is him singing along to, is rapping along to the Beastie Boys, and then, but you hear him with the track going, yeah. and then you hear him with the track yeah. off with his headphones going, going, <laughs> he sounds like a moron. Yeah. Also, when he, fucks up, when he fucks up that first negotiation on the phone, oh yeah, uh, when he's when he's running to get to the board yes. meeting, oh yeah, 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 it's like he is playing it as comedy. He yes. knows, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Strong knows what he is doing. They yeah. wouldn't have cast him otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise. <laughs> um, this podcast is serious, though. Oh yeah, we take this very seriously. One hundred percent. We're a serious, true crime podcast that gets all of our facts right, and we are not here to have fun. No, zero fun. So the, the negotiations were tense. Yes. An agreement was reached. Publicly, they dismantled their weapons and returned to the Soviet Union, subject to UN verification. In exchange, yes. Yes. a public declaration from the US 
that it would dismantle all of its Jupiter MRBMs. Right. Which were there the missiles that had been deployed to Turkey. Right. And Italy. There has been debate on whether or not Italy was included in this agreement, but certainly the ones in Turkey were. Uh, and while the Soviets dismantled their missiles, some Soviet bombers remained in Cuba, and then the United States kept the naval quarantine in place until November the 20th, 1962. Okay. okay. Uh, the blockade formally ended on November the 20th because all offensive missiles and bombers had been withdrawn from Cuba by that point. The negotiations between the US and the USSR pointed out that the necessity of a quick, clear and direct communication line between the two superpowers needed to be in place. So as a result, the Moscow-Washington hotline was established. Oh, they gave each of them a nice red phone. <laughs> <laughs> they called it the nuclear hotline. Yeah. That's what they, they it's really it. funny. It's like the, um, it's like the, uh, the logo for... Oh, oh, the phone, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I see the logo. <laughs> What's the fucking um, insurance company? Direct line. <laughs> oh, on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, there you go, Mr. Kennedy. He's like, hello. In my head, it's a Khrushchev and a young Putin dressed up as. <laughs> 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 Putin as Robin. He'd, he'd have been like. He'd what? have been like. Teenager. Yeah. 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 I've seen Putin recently. So, oh, Will Hodgson today. He was it's like, all, all of the Poe wallop stuff that's all in Cyrillic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, find out. I'll find the Will Hodgson tweet from earlier. It was really Is it the one where he funny. looks quite fat and like he's got no teeth? Well, no, uh, Putin basically looks like at the moment, like he's clearly had loads of, he's on loads of progesterone steroids yeah. and possibly thriller uh, and it's made his face look like... Oh, it's that one. Yeah, yeah, that's the photo, yeah. He's become his own garbage pail kid, this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he does look really like... He looks terrible! Yeah, yeah, I saw that. State of him, his eyes are like... He looks, um, he looks like a nana that's shouting bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Out! <laughs> Reen, seen that girl over there, she forgotten her skirt. <laughs> the nuclear hotline and the uh, negotiations immediately following this, yeah. uh, they did reduce tensions for a bit, but then both... Both powers decided to start expanding their nuclear arsenals again anyway. Yeah. Um, I imagine late at night one of them would get home drunk, get to the White House drunk or to the, the Kremlin drunk and just start phoning each other and just like, just like spouting shit down. The <laughs> yeah, it's the nuclear hotline. Yeah. Khrushchev and, uh, and Kennedy. <laughs> Are you awake? <laughs> I want to tell you, my, I came on my wife. She was, I don't know what she was doing. I was... <laughs> Which ma- which uh, which uh, song that got to number two in the UK charts features Khrushchev and Kennedy? Uh, it is a Queen song. Yeah. Called Killer Queen. Yeah. I did not know they they're in the Killer Queen song. Oh, it's got loads of references to the Cold War. Oh. Yeah. All right. I thought you meant like actual samples of them talking. No. It's oh. just a lyric. Because like I'm pretty sure then we didn't start the fire would also feature them. Or something. For a second, I also thought. That's what they were talking about on the phone, like, hey, quick, hey, quickly, Kennedy, which number two song on UK Hotline yeah. feature you and me? Which one? Which one? Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't think there's more to talk about the Cuban Missile Crisis other than it brought yeah. the world very close to nuclear war. Yes. Oh, it must have been terrifying. It was a very, it's a focal point in the Cold War. Yeah. So we can't block I feel like it's definitely like there are uh, tent poles or, or markers in the Cold War. That is a Big, oh, big really? old shiny one. It's probably like the heftiest bit. Um, uh, have I told you about my awful first boyfriend? 
because I, t- I told him frequently. <laughs> <Sorry. Yes. laughs> I, told, I told him that like oh you know when I was 17 I said there was a period in history where one country had a load of nuclear weapons pointed at one and the other one and it was all just you know who was going to blink first I remember telling him about that and he shook his head and went if only I had been there to push that button <gasps> So he was a... Oh, wow. What a freak. Yeah. This was 2001. Wow. Mate, calm the fuck down. That's mad. But he was like, yeah, that was a cool thing to say. Like, yeah, sure it was, you freak. He dumped me. Day before my 18th birthday. Welcome to adulthood. Kaboom. Uh, So well into the 60s, well into the Cold War. Yeah. Yeah. Making ground. Yeah. Almost uh, 50 years from when we started this... Fucking Both in terms of this and in actual terms. In actual terms, yeah. Can you believe we're still at, we're less than fifty years away from the death of Rasputin? Nineteen sixty-two. Like so, that's the equivalent of like when Elvis died for us. Fuck. Today, Elvis so died. Yeah, it's forty. He died in forty-five years. So it's forty-six. 46. Yeah, forty-six years for then. Fuck. Yeah, Elvis died forty-five years ago. Yeah, so this is the equivalent of it being like Rasputin died in nineteen seventy-six. Yeah. The Cuban Missile Crisis is happening today. That's, that's, that's nuts. if we're talking about yeah. That's insane. That's and when did um, when did um, uh, Frankel die? If I think seventy seven. Yeah. 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 Seventy seven. Seventy five. Seventy five. The year Bohemian Rhapsody came out. Is this the real life? Is this just <laughs> fantasy? Do the other harmonies. Don't Caught in, in a land. He's doing it. He jumped in. <laughs> Don't think she's not going to do the whole thing. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. <laughs> I'm just a poor, poor boy. I didn't got to carry on. I because it's easy, easy come, easy go. Little high, little low. Any way the wind blows, it doesn't really matter to me. Just killed a man, put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger, now he's dead. Mama, life had just begun, but now I'm gone and thrown it all away. Got to see your friend's cake. Mama! If I'm not back again this time tomorrow, carry on, carry on, as if nothing really mattered. Do 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 Body's aching all the time. Goodbye, everybody. Let's do the intonation from Live Aid. I got to go. <laughs> Gotta leave you all behind and face the truth. Dun, 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 dun. Mama, ooh, the way the wind blows. I don't want to die. I sometimes wish I'd never been born at all. Beep, 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 beep,
Just a poor boy from a poor family. Say, <laughs> <laughs> from this monstrosity. Easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? Bismillah. No, we will not let you go. Let you go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let you go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let me go. No, 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 no. no, no. Mamma mia, mamma mia, mamma mia. Let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put a thought for me. Series of Faulty Towers Everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks if for you watching. Thank you. If you, if you watched, watched if you weren't watching that, then you can at our Patreon, patreoncom Mister on the Rocks. Why not sign up for that? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.